When creating an exit strategy, business owners can't just account for the health of their books. They also must consider the health of their brand. Financials say a lot about an organization, but public awareness can mean the difference for a company that sells and a company that sits. I've known the talented PR team at HKA for many years, and I've seen firsthand how marketplace visibility equals marketplace value. If your brand needs a boost, contact the marketing communications experts at HKA by calling 714-426-0444 or visit them online at www.hkamarcom.com. Hi, this is Bill Black from the Exacoach Radio Show. Last year, a business owner friend of mine died suddenly and tragically, and his family was unprepared. In his honor, I'm giving away 1,000 of my ebooks entitled Business Continuity Five Steps to Protect Your Family Free. All you have to do is text the word family to 44222. That's family to 44222. Don't let your family be the victim of an unplanned business. Text family to 44222 for this free information today. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today. I'm very excited about our next guest. He is Chris Bond with Murphy Business. And uh, Chris uh, has been with us before. You can find his past show on our radio, Exacoach Radio archives. Uh, just put in his last name, Bond. And Chris is the in the business of helping grow value and sell small companies. And we're going to talk about seller preparedness. And Chris always has some great tips for us, so uh, I'm looking forward to this. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Bill, and as I understand it, happy birthday. Oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> it comes once a year. What can I do about it? I can't stop them. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, tell us what, what's been happening. How are, how are things going for you at Murphy Business? What's, what's been happening so far this year? Uh, it's been wonderful. A good start to the year. A uh, number of uh, valuation projects going on. I just picked up a terrific engagement two days ago, I'm happy to say. A manufacturer owned by a 62-year-old guy who was in business for his, uh, with his dad for 30 years, and his dad has passed on, and he wants to retire in time to enjoy retirement. So we're going to be helping him sell that uh, niche business and and transition over the next, you know, say, 12 or 18 months, which is typical. and. And then he can uh, go off into a new phase of life. So it's uh, these are the kinds of projects that get me really fired up every day. And these are the kind of projects we're probably going to see a lot of as the patriarch or the matriarch of the business now uh, has reached the point where uh, maybe they're passing on or they're getting um, to that age where they're they really aren't the they don't have the energy or the uh, abilities that they used to have, and so they pass it on to the son or daughter who may or may not be interested in, in um, keeping it for the next 15 or 20 years. So that we're, we're starting to see a lot more of that, aren't we? Oh, without a doubt. I, I see that literally almost every day, the, the folks who have kids that don't want the business, employees who can't afford the business, and oftentimes they don't even have a clue what to do. And that's where I'm just thrilled to be referred to these projects because if nothing else, I can help them understand uh, whether or not the business has value, and if so, what it might look to uh, look like to sell it, to transition out of it, 
what deal structure might uh, might be uh, apparent in, in in a situation such as theirs. So yeah, there's there is no shortage of opportunity. Uh, there uh, are just myriad uh, folk who don't really know where to turn and absolutely have no ability to be objective about the value of the business. That's where that's where we come in in a uh, in a role where we uh, can throw a cold pail of water in their face and help them understand what's real. <laughs> Good way to put it. And uh, I guess a lot of people are, you know, they're they're thinking, well, it must be very valuable because look at all that the owner had in their life. Um, look at the cash flows. But there are other factors. There are a lot of factors that go into um, what a, a willing buyer will pay based on the ease of transferability and the systems and processes in place, aren't there? Yeah, there sure are. Uh, buyers tend to be nervous about a number of things when they look at a small business. And this, this is all I do is represent uh, small businesses uh, when it comes to valuation and sale of the business. And, yeah, there's, there are a number of things. You know, how replaceable is the owner-operator? How likely are uh, key staff members uh, to stay on board? What is the customer mix and, and how risky is it? Well, what's the likelihood I could buy this business and the top uh, client or two could uh, soon exit thereafter? So there are uh, many more reasons to not buy a small business than there are to buy a small business. That's why we find uh, nine out of ten buyer prospects, these are people that raise their hand and say, I want to buy a business or I want to grow my small business for acquisition roughly 90% of them aren't going to go forward. So when you talk about seller preparedness, we caution our clients against the uh, the phone call that comes in out of the blue, you know, the competitor who says, hey, Charlie, you're getting older, you know, don't take it personally, but, you know, maybe we should buy you out. Sellers can sometimes, or owners can sometimes get overly excited about uh, the offer that comes in through the window, not knowing that the vast majority of those supposed offers aren't going anywhere. They're just fishing expeditions. Okay, well, that makes, I mean, that, that answers one question I had, which is there are a lot of people getting phone calls these days because there's, you know, uh, talk of a lot of money on the sidelines to buy up businesses, but how many of those actually turn into something, do you think? I, I don't know. I don't have good statistics on that. And I know that I'd say a lot of my clients in particular are getting the phone call. Um, sometimes in an unfortunate situation, they do. I just uh, wrapped up a project for a widow. Her husband died uh, nine months ago. She's settling the estate. Um, so we helped her uh, with a project to you know, understand the value of the business and the real estate. And she's gotten calls. Uh, you know, people uh, 30, 60, 90 days after her husband passed reached out to say, you know, we're interested in buying the business. In those situations, it's fairly common. In the everyday run-of-the-mill situation, uh, for example, the client uh, engagement I just picked up a couple of days ago, that's not the case. He's he's 62, so he's young enough where I think folks wouldn't even necessarily think it's under his radar screen to leave. It is actually young for my client base at 62 to have firm plans to be done in the next 12 to 18 months. Um, but it wouldn't be that uh, crazy that he would get a call because he runs a really nice small business and they're in a niche market and they've been around 50 some odd years. And so he's definitely an attractive target. I talked to him uh, late yesterday about the timing of when he should be expect to know of qualified buyer prospects. And I told him within six weeks, because I think once we have all our ducks in a row in the next couple of weeks, that first four weeks, I think we're going to have plenty of attention on his business. There's, 
excitement about manufacturing. There's excitement certainly about profitable manufacturing um, and certainly niche businesses or those that serve niche markets. And he's got a fabulous customer base where uh, uh, his number one client represents just 10% of their revenue, which is uh, just an ideal scenario. He's got a, mm-hmm. you know, a, a few hundred uh, customers and, and the biggest is just that 10, at that 10% mark. So he's going to be an attractive target for sure. So it's nice because they have diversity in their in their vendor or their customer list, right? Yes. Yeah, without yes. a doubt. It's it's a mix of, of for profit and not for profit clients and they've I've been doing it for over a half a century and they've got a wonderful reputation and his dad was known as this uh business person with just who just oozed integrity. So all signs are pointing towards uh, a successful sale of the business in two thousand and fifteen for this gentleman. So what are some of the critical things, maybe there's a, a short list of things that business owners should have or should be working on to be prepared for when that call comes or that situation comes where maybe it's a, a real buyer situation and so they don't have to scramble at the last minute. What are some of the things they should be thinking about putting together to prepare for those calls? Yeah, I, I just wrote a blog article maybe 30 days ago on this very topic when it relates to sales and revenues. Uh, I called it coulda, woulda, shoulda. You know, you don't want to be that uh, business owner who's saying, I coulda, I woulda, I shoulda, diversified my uh, client base or uh, had a selling effort uh, that was, uh, you know, moved the needle every day. Or you wouldn't want to be that uh, owner who's ready to sell who uh, didn't build a small sales force or didn't build a sales culture where everybody in in the business, from the office manager to the drivers to installers, you know, everybody should be thinking about the role that they can play in finding a new piece of business or increasing revenue within a, a, a customer account. Uh, it, that, to me, is the number one thing owners uh, who are looking down the road can do to be better prepared is to diversify the customer base, to work on sales every single day, to have a sales culture and mindset in the organization because like I said, the number one concern of their buyer prospects, whenever they're going to sell, a year from now, a decade from now, somewhere down the road, the number one concern will probably always be the same. How reliable is the revenue base? How likely is it to survive the exit of the owner-operator? And that is the basis for just about all, at least cash flow-driven valuations, is is that it's that multiple that is determined by the reliability of those cash flow uh, that that cash flow coming in that that drives what turns into your your EBITDA multiple or what you know it's a it's a it's a reliability factor is that right? Yeah, and thanks for saying that because obviously there's a big difference between revenue, you know, the money coming in and and earnings or net income or EBITDA that which is uh, retained when it's all said and done. Um, so yes, nearly every engagement on which I work, and, and my customer base is entirely made up of the, uh, businesses that do under five million a year in revenue, in some kind of uh, distribution, manufacturing, or service business. And yes, nearly every one of them will be sold on a multiple of their earnings. And uh, so we got to be talking about profitable revenue. We have to be talking about uh, good margins and and uh, money predictably falling to the bottom line if that business is ever going to be sold. There's a lot of misinformation out there where I think folks think that if they run a million-dollar business or they have $2 million in revenue, that they can sell the business for a million or $2 million. 
maybe if the earnings are really good, but in average businesses, if uh, uh, you know, typical for me would be a company that does two or three million in revenue and does two or three hundred thousand dollars in earnings. You know, when it's all said and done, if their net income is in the ten percent range, not bad, right? If the owner is paying themselves a salary and still has a couple hundred thousand dollars hit the bottom line, great. That business isn't selling for a couple million dollars, though. That business is likely selling for four, five, six hundred thousand. Maybe it's going to sell for a little bit more than that. But I can't tell you how many people I chat with who have a misunderstanding of their business selling on a multiple of revenue, you know, one or two times revenue, as opposed to one or two, maybe three times the earnings. And and that's where I spend a lot of time counseling owners to make it, make sure. They understand the difference and make sure that their expectations are set at the right place. Great, great point. So that and that's the uh, the surprise factor that a lot of business owners are are they're they're disenchanted when they find out. I thought my business was worth a lot more. It's because they haven't been really uh, working on the things that you talked about: the processes and systems, diverse, diversifying their customer base, the sales culture, uh, creating predictable profits. And so those are the those sound like the key factors, um, Chris. That that when you see something like that, make you a very happy person because you know this is going to to have a, a potentially very happy outcome. But what's the opposite of that? What are some of the uh, how many? And well, let me ask you this: How many businesses that come your way look like that? They're they're plan, they're well planned. They've got predictable profits, and and uh, what percentage of businesses? look like that? Less than 50%. Um, I said another way, more than 50%, roughly 60% of the projects that I take on to, to look at the business and give advice are not ready to be sold. Um, the, the earnings number isn't high enough. The uh, suggested sale price is going to be disappointing if we can get it. Uh, there are systems that need to be uh, uh, ship-shaped a bit. So the way I go to market is I expect that when I'm give, uh, when I earn an assignment to help a business owner understand the value of the business, the likely market value, that they're not going to be ready. So I don't immediately put them in my pipeline as a business that can be sold. In fact, I'm mm-hmm. thinking it's probably at least a year away, maybe a couple of years away. So I try to set that expectation with my clients that this isn't about let's list your business and see what the market tells us. It's let's study your business and see when we should even have it out there for the market to examine probably not going to be right away. Odds, odds are it's not going to be right away. The example I just gave you, the guy happens to run a, a $3 million a year business that has uh, you know, $350,000 or $400,000 in EBITDA. Um, it, it's got a wonderfully diversified customer base as we talked about. So he is ready. Um, but more often than not, they're not ready. Okay, so, so let's put this in perspective for listeners. It's a rare case when a business owner approaches you and says, I want to sell, and you look at that and you say, I can sell this, you're in great shape, it's more common that it's going to be one to two years from that first look until they're in good enough shape because it takes a while to put in all the things we're talking about. You can't just do this stuff overnight. And that that's going to add on to that, sale time, that, that timeline for that business owner because even if they are able to sell it, how many of those sales turn into uh, the uh, the uh, Golf Channel giant check? You know, it's it's usually <laughs> some kind of an earnout, right? Some kind of a verified, validated, uh, 
installment plan for payout that's probably, what, three years after that or so, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, with your permission, I'll use <laughs> Golf Channel Giant check in the future. Uh, yes, uh, right on. I, I got a call late yesterday from a woman uh, that's a business owned by uh, a husband and wife, and they've been in business eight, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 years, something like that. She said, we're done. And I said, whoa, we got to talk about that. What do you mean by done? And she said, well, we're just ready to move on. I said, yesterday? Or what are we talking about? She goes, oh, no, no, we understand. It could be a year or two before we can actually move on. I said, well, that's a relief because when you say done, and if I hear you want to be out yesterday, A, I probably can't help you. B, your business is probably losing value by the day. And C, everybody's going to be able to smell that from 100 feet away that you want out. You don't want to transition. You want the big golf golf channel to check out. <laughs> those things right. just don't happen. So I was so glad to hear her qualified done, meaning we realized it might take two years because that's probably the reality, as you said. Well, in fact, most of these business owners uh, in our listener demographic should be instead saying, I'm, I'm ready to start, not I'm done. I'm yeah. ready to start planning for my, for my exit so that everybody's going to have a happy outcome because that's the reality of the situation as I hear it. Oh, yeah, as do I, and, and that would be the dream call. I'm ready to start the process, which I know is going to be a roller coaster riddled with disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have somebody in that position that, that they typically aren't uh, – that ready, and, and in fairness to them, it's probably because they've never done it before. It'll probably be the one and only time they sell a business. Typical client uh, for me is middle 60s, you know, 70s, even even upwards of 80 years old. Never done it before, and there's no reason to expect that they know what's going to happen. It would be highly unfair of me to expect that they would know what was going to happen or to be at all off-put by people who don't know what's going to happen. Why should they know? I don't know how to make what they're making in their shop. Why should they know that it's going to be a, a process, that it's going to take time to earn out money, uh, that it's probably not worth as much as they hope? I mean, there's no reason for them to know that stuff. They've had their head down for decades. All they've heard is stories, and the problem is the biggest thing they can re probably relate that to, the biggest other asset, is a home sale. Right. Yes, I mean, exactly. that's, that's the only thing. I, that's, I'm going to list my business and see what it, it, yeah. what's not – not the way it's not quite the way it goes. It's, it takes time and yeah. it takes effort. So we're really happy that you're there for. So you write a blog, you review books, you do you do a lot of great stuff. Tell our listeners how to find you and find out more about uh, what you do to help uh, business owners get prepared and sell their business. Oh, wonderful! Thank you. I appreciate you uh, giving me that chance. Timesupllc.com is where I post everything. T i m e s uplc.com is uh, is my blog. It's got uh, my book reviews and the blog posts. Uh, it's got core philosophies of how we do what we do and why. I even put pricing on there. I just to me this it is what it is. And uh, there are some basic services that we're very proud to offer the business owner that's looking for some straight feedback and advice and counseling. And I put it right out there because. Uh, it's well, a it's extraordinarily busy uh, these days. But b, I I just see no reason to uh, to hide from the reality of the fact that um, we feel like we deliver a hard hitting uh, service. We have to charge for that, obviously, and it may as well be right out there on our on our site. Mm -hmm. I, I, great stuff. Hey, listeners, 
don't listen to rumors. Don't listen to stories about people who have, you know, miraculously sold their business and now they're ultimately wealthy. Listen to people who are in the trenches. Listen to people who are doing this daily. You can get a lot more advice, and Chris provides a lot of advice for this. So please visit Chris Bond's website. And Chris, we want to thank you very much for coming back on. It's always a pleasure to have you on. I look forward to the next time. Hey, same here, Bill. Thanks so much. All right, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this with another guest, so please stay tuned. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 